Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Conversations with your hosts, Reed and Frank. How are you today, Frank? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. It's a nice Tuesday afternoon. Today, I believe, is the 19th of July. Sounds right to me. And we are ready to jump right into some news. Uh, first, we're going to go with something that's a little off-topic uh, that I kind of want to get Frank's opinion on. He's uh, uh, recently a new car owner, and this topic has to do with cars. Um, recently, BMW has been catching some heat because uh, they're going to start charging a subscription fee for some of the features in their car, most notably... Uh, the heated seats. Uh, so when you buy your BMW, uh, you can pay $18 a month to get access to the heated seats in your car. Or you, know, you can pay for a yearly, three-year, or an unlimited subscription if you want to. And there are other features such as uh, like adaptive cruise control. Um, let's say hello in here. Oh, the heated steering wheel and uh, Apple's CarPlay feature and some other stuff. And uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. I definitely get why uh, people are certainly upset about it. You pay, what, probably 40000 plus for BMW and you expect to be able to use your heated seats that are already in the car. Well... To give a reaction, and just to let the people know, I wasn't aware of what you were going to bring up in this topic here, but uh, I don't find it surprising at all whatsoever. I think it's been coming down the pike, um, this sort of thing, mm-hmm. for quite a while. Um, they ruled a few years back, I don't know the particular case, but they allowed car makers to start patenting uh, some of you know, what they call proprietary stuff. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like their engine, that right. would make sense. Honda owns Honda engines and etc. Right. But they've taken it really far. Now they patent everything, the mirrors, they patent the rear view mirror, the side view mirrors, the backup camera, mm-hmm. the pretty much every little feature on the car they, right. they have an individual patent for now. And it's really, um, it's really interesting. You would bring this up. I didn't know. <laughs> that you were going to, but you know, there's been a push for um, repair it yourself. There's been a lot of laws, a oh, lot yeah. of legal right, cases. Right to repair. Right to repair. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's in that mode that they they have pushed this envelope so far because mm-hmm. they don't want people to be able to repair their own cars. Right. And um, you know, now I think. Personally, I think this is going to turn around and bite them in the butt because it's just like you said. If you buy a $40,000 car and one of the features is heated seats, you expect to be able to push a button and use your heated seats. Mm-hmm. You, you shouldn't expect to have to pay $19.99 a month you know, indefinitely right. uh, to use, to avail yourself of the heated seats that come as part of the package of the car. Right. <clears throat> so... It's interesting, and we've also seen it with a lot of other products, you know, like Canon printers. You mm-hmm. can only use the Canon brand ink right. cartridges, and uh, there are certain razors out there where if you pay 
the twenty nine ninety nine for the razor. You only can use the cartridges that fit the razor to shave yourself with. And right. The list goes on and on, but um, I think when you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are some very hot cars. You know, BMWs right. and uh-huh. some of these other cars are very pricey. Right. So now, I, the, I think they're going to get burned. Right. The only way I think this can make sense as like you know, a business model is if, say, BMW is going to come out with their a new model, you know, the Z22, whatever, and they're only making maybe three different versions, and all of the versions come standard with you know all the features it's going to get. It has all the heated seats and the heated steering wheels and all that, instead of say, you know, a lower tier model, no heated seats, and a next tier up you have heated steering wheel, and then the third tier you get heated steering wheel and the seats. You know, they just make one, uh, you know, type of model, and then if you want to access your heated seats, you could pay your 400 whatever dollars a month to uh, access them unlimited. But you would hope or expect that, you know, it's going to be a reasonable price to start with, and then you can add on as you go later, something like that. But if... They're gonna have, you know, models that don't have heated seats. I mean, that don't have heated seats, and then do have heated seats. And somebody picks the one with the heated seats because they want them, and then you still gotta pay. That that is a bit crazy. But like I said, if it's just like one standard model, but then you pay to access your addi- additional premium features, that makes more sense. I still don't think it's that good of an idea. I think it's a terrible idea, and right. I totally understand what you're saying. You know about some of these elective features, mm-hmm. let's say, because right. you mentioned right at the top that I have a new car, and there are some elective features in my car that I don't pay for. Like, I could through my app, um, I could pay. I think it's something to the tune of seventy-five dollars a month, and I could unlock and lock my car through the app. Uh, I could start my car mm-hmm. through the app. I could set my air conditioning or my heat through the app so that the car was nice and warm or nice mm-hmm. and cool by the time I got to it. Um, and I've never seen any, I, yeah, I've never seen any value to that. I don't right. pay the seventy-five dollars a month to do right. that. Um, but I think one of the things that, where you really hit the nail on the head is. Uh, Let's say that they did have three class models or, mm-hmm. or whatever, and you choose the highest model, right. the most expensive one that they offered that mm-hmm. year. Well, you would expect that if it says on the sticker heated seats, that you would get your heated seats. You yeah. know, it should be built into the extra cost. You right. know, you didn't take the base model, you didn't exactly. take the mid model, you took the high end right. model. And then to pay another $75 a month just to be able to turn your heated seats on right. is sort of preposterous. Yeah. So. Yes, uh, it's quite interesting. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it will come down to uh, you know, capitalism, basically. People are going to 
put their money where they think it's treated best. So, yeah, but that's assuming we continue to have free markets, and well, I don't know. True. I don't know because you say capitalism, but there's different types of capitalism. Right. You're talking about free market, the free market sense of capitalism, and yeah, it would fall on its face. But we live in an era where, you know, everything has to be approved by the government anymore. And one of the interesting things I wanted to just fit in here is I think that this model comes directly from that globalist mindset of, you know, you'll own nothing and be happy about it. Yeah, permanent rent. We'll always be – you'll never own your car anyway. So, um, you know, you've always got to be making those monthly payments to somebody. So – Yep, they don't want you to... It's interesting, but I think even that, the the globalist utopia concept is going to fall on its face. And whether we have free markets or not, I think that one may take a little bit of force in the end. We'll see, but the globalists will fail, and so will this idea. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) Right, yeah, I I think so, too. Um, I just thought it was a pretty interesting... uh, topic uh, what is it ties into a lot of things that we've covered before on sure. this channel and a lot of things we find interesting so right yep and i thought it'd be neat to do a little something different and then with that uh, i'll go right into my next uh topic here it's actually more news related and um it's Dealing with the recent report, uh, I believe it came out a couple of days ago as we are recording, that um, uh, there were around or maybe even over 400 different law enforcement officers who responded to the Uvalde uh, shooting at the school, and yet it took over 70 minutes for the shooter to be stopped. And um, there were departments all the way from local level to federal level who who were present on scene, and somebody dropped the ball. There's been a lot of calls for, I believe it was the police chief uh, or director, whoever was in charge at the time to be fired. Um, He has recently been suspended, which I don't think that's good enough. Um, in my opinion, uh, the person who was in charge calling the shots and making the orders and demands uh, should be criminally liable, and then all the other officers who chose to do nothing, they should be fired. But that's that's just my opinion. And then, uh, even more recently, contrasting the police response to that shooting with a... Uh, an individual, a young man, I believe he's only in his early 20s, uh, his response to a shooting that took place at a, or in a mall in uh, Indiana uh, recently, uh, this uh, gentleman had no uh, police training or military background. The only thing he had was the firearm on his hip and the courage to go do something. And he uh, stopped the shooter within a matter of minutes. Uh, Still, unfortunately, the the shooter was able to kill three people, but it could have been worse had this gentleman not been there. And uh, 
the report that I found, I believe, from New York Post or the Federalist. I have I looked at two uh, articles today. Um, it mentioned that the gentleman did not have a permit, but he was legally allowed to carry his firearm due to Indiana's uh, recent constitutional carry law that they put in place. And thank God for it. Right. And this, you know, we've talked plenty of times before about the importance of the Second Amendment. And yet again, we have another good example of why it is important and some might even say necessary for individuals to own their own firearms. You know, you can't always rely on the police department. Even, Even if you're the most pro-police person you can be, which shouldn't be all the time, because as the Uvalde shooting shows, the police officers and their command and, you know, the, well, the commanders and uh, can let, uh, let the people down. They don't do their job that they're paid to do. And well, yet, and that's interesting, if I can cut in. Sure, go because, for it. They are just a branch of government, right? You know, and that's exactly why the Second Amendment protection is there. Is if you go back and look at what the founding fathers were afraid of, it was big government. That's why they tried to create this, these separate powers. It wasn't all concentrated in one building or with one man. Um, they all had checks and balances, and it was the power of the government mm-hmm. that the the individual needed protection from so i mean and there's lots of you know i try to tread lightly as i say this but i think that's where we could really harmonize with some of these african-american people who are upset you know in Mm -hmm. the wake of george floyd sure yada yada um you the police aren't always your friend either right. even if you're the most pro police person in the world i mean we're very pro police people here on this channel yeah, generally in theory. speaking yes in theory but police officers are just men yep and they are just a government body yep. even if it's local government that it still is a more powerful position right than the average citizen mm-hmm. you know or the citizenry at large. So, I mean, the idea that you would have to protect yourself runs deep, right? you know? And that's why it's there in the Constitution. Right. Yeah, and there was a really good quote in one of these articles. I might not have it exactly right now. I wish I had written it down. But uh, I believe it was one of the officers in Indiana who had responded to the, the shooting at the ball had said, the distance between your hand and your holster is faster or quicker than the response of any police department. Yep. So take note of that, folks. If if you haven't gotten yourself a firearm yet, go out to your local shooting range and try some out. Maybe take one home. Because all it takes is some guts some and some courage to... Be the good guy with the gun. Yeah. Especially when, you know, it doesn't seem like the people who are supposed to be protecting us are 
doing so. Well, and especially imagine if you lived in one of these areas where they've defunded the police mm-hmm. and their budget's been slashed and been cut. Right. Um, I mean, I can tell you just from the type of work that I do, we have a lot of situations where we have to call police. Mm-hmm. And depending on what you tell them, it could be hours right. before they show up. Yep. So, I mean, I would never advocate that you lie or anything, but sure, there, there are probably ways, you know, if you needed an immediate response, it seems that they take medical situations pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to take active shooting situations pretty seriously, even, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't seem that way sometimes. You know, there's right. been a lot of, what do you call it, sort of like... Uh, oversight would you say i don't know over this uvalde thing where everybody's trying to figure out get to the bottom oh of yeah it. there's been plenty of uh, like you know texas state congressional hearings about it uh-huh but i mean you know after the fact you may learn a lot of things that you would never know right in the present yeah but um you know, if there if you needed an immediate response, there are things you can say. Right. I will say that here on the on the channel. Yep. But um <clears throat> But yeah, I mean if you know that you live in a bad area and nobody's coming, I mean it would only be prudent to mm-hmm. at least have the knowledge and capability right. to take things into your own hands. Yeah. Defend yourself and the ones you love. Right. And I forget, um, I believe it was la- when we were recording our last show, I was looking up some stuff. I, uh, I think I saw it unrelated to what we had talked about last time. But in some article, I saw that, um, you know, like in New York City, you know, it, they, they uh, oh, it might have been, um, when I was looking up stuff about the uh, New York uh, pistol rifle case that uh-huh. uh, was just decided, right? Um, but in New York City, they they want the citizens to have to rely on uh, the police officers. It's it's part the, of the they ones think, they've defunded, right? They think it's part of our duty to have them take care of us instead of being you know vigilantes. But as we said, you never know how quickly you can get get help when you need it. Well, plus there's the old idiom, okay? Mm-hmm. And I love idioms. But it's better to be judged by 12 than carried by 6. Yep, that's a good one. I mean, you can if you've done what's right, right. you can answer for it. Right. Well, it's just like um, even more recently in New York, this uh, Bodega has... Joe Biden says, this bodega owner who uh, I believe he was being robbed, uh, he had uh, you know, fought back his attacker with uh, like a box cutter, and that gentleman died, and this, this man was going to be charged for murder over defending himself, but they just uh, recently dropped the charges, I believe, or something like that, or uh, I don't know if he went to trial, but they basically said he's, they're not going to charge him anymore for it, which... Which is the right thing. Well, it's only because it made national news. Well, yeah, I'm 
No surprise, I'm sure. But it's because it's one of those George Soros bought and paid for DAs oh, yeah. in uh-huh. New York. Yep. They were, and the guy was, I believe he was of Cuban descent, the yeah. guy. And he was robbed by an, well, he was, it was sort of an attempted robbery right. sort mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, the story's a little more nuanced than that, but... Right. Um, yeah, he tried to defend himself. He did defend himself, yeah. and... Uh, Rightfully so. Yeah, but it's one... Of, you know, that's a really interesting story, because it's something that people have been saying forever is going to destroy the left. You know, they want to play these games of this minority is ranked higher than this minority mm-hmm. based on that oppression. Oh, yeah, the intersectionality. The, yeah, the intersectionality and the uh, hierarchy of uh-huh. oppression. Well, here you have a Cuban guy who, for all we know, swam over on a inflatable boat from Cuba, uh-huh. and he's doing everything right, running a little... Shop. Shop, yeah. Uh, contributing to the economy mm-hmm. and paying his taxes and everything, and then here comes some African-American fella, probably on drugs, and wanting to rob him, beat him up. He did beat him up. I mm-hmm. saw the video. Yeah, he Beat the crap out of him. The guy defends himself, and it's like, oh, well, you're a conservative, <laughs> right? Because right? the guys are—and he's probably not. He's probably voted Democrat all his life. Sure. Who knows? I don't know. But they immediately, they say, well, because you defended yourself, uh-huh. and you seem to hold principles dear to you. You know, right. you seem to think your life's worth fighting for. Well, why wasn't this black guy's life worth fighting right. for? <laughs> yep. Well, that— you know, when you said that idiom, that was, to me, like the perfect recent case of a man That's exactly right. deciding to be judged by 12 and carried by 6. That's and, exactly right. And you have to think our Constitution again, because right? the, the idea of a jury— I mean, I don't want to say that it's a truly American concept, but it is very American. True. It's right in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. I, there's no other government that came before us that outlined such a principle. So, yes, to to be judged by a jury of your peers, mm-hmm. I'd rather answer to that than a, a king, a cop, right. a judge, one one man with power. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and luckily he's not going to be charged, from my understanding, because you would hope that jury would see things in this man's favor, but... Being in New York City, it's hard to tell. Yeah, who knows anymore? Because even your own peers uh, might not might not agree. Yep. And I believe that's all I have regarding those uh, two shooting comparisons and the importance of the Second Amendment. Well, then, um, the next thing, I mean, it's not a very big topic, but I just wanted to bring up I've heard calls recently for more aid. I've heard whispers that there is going to be another aid package delivered to Ukraine. And who knows how many millions of dollars they're going to give. I mean, they've given several packages. Mm -hmm. I couldn't give you the figure, but I imagine it's getting close to a billion dollars by now. They just keep giving more millions and more millions and more millions to Ukraine. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've seen some headlines recently for either there's going to be another aid package voted on in Congress 
or that it's pretty much done. It's pretty mm-hmm. much a done deal. They just have to vote on it. Right. So <clears throat> one of the things that brought up, it's not exactly original, an original thought, but where is the accountability and oversight? Mm-hmm. That's what I'd love to know because we hear these, you know, this much money has been given, this much money will be given, this mm-hmm. much money might be given. But where's the money gone? Right. It's an active war zone with a lot going on. Right. In a corrupt country. In a very corrupt country that we know all about. Right. And so do the Bidens, just mm-hmm. to slip that in there. And where's this money going? That's a good question. I, I haven't heard any kind of information about... You know, us having diplomats or representatives or whatever over there on the ground, or, you know, figuratively speaking, making sure the money is going where it's supposed to go. Well, and that almost, you know, it's funny you should point it out that way, because I know that some of these packages, you know, let's say $2 million has been given for refugee aid, Mm -hmm. and $2 million has been given for health care sure and two million dollars has been given for x cause and two million dollars has been given for y cause well if we're going to re-up and give more money Mm -hmm. is there is there anything to show for it i mean the war's still ongoing Mm -hmm. and you know it just popped into my brain but biden was even asked recently he was asked um you know biden you say that the price of oil has gone up because of the war. Mm-hmm. Well, how long are the American people and people abroad, how long are they supposed to pay this premium for the war? As long as it takes. Biden said basically indefinitely. Yeah. So how long then are we supposed to just keep shoveling money into a hole indefinitely with nothing to show for, for what? Right. There's still a war. You know, I mean, we're not paying to end a war. We're not paying to fast track the mm-hmm. war <laughs> we're not right what are we paying for that's that is a good question i'm sure at least some americans would like to know and that's the reason why i say some because i'm sure you know a lot of the common people have completely forgotten about ukraine and don't even realize we're still sending money over there or trying to send more money over there. Well, I see enough of them with those Ukrainian bumper stickers, the Ukrainian flag on their bumper. Oh, they put that on three months ago and forgot it's on there. I bet they did. I bet you're right. But it just kills me. Yep. Um, I bet the five ninety nine they paid for that bumper sticker didn't go to Ukraine. <laughs> nope. Probably not. Some company here in America or China, probably. So, I mean, what really kills me, I mean, we, we live in this sort of country in the, with the structure that we have. Instead of taking my money, I think these people with these dumbass bumper stickers ought to be paying the money. Right. If you can pay five ninety nine for a bumper sticker that I have to see every day as I drive to work, you can pay five ninety nine to the to the Ukrainian government uh-huh. every month. Not me. Right. You know, leave me alone. <laughs> I yeah. think this is all just pure corruption, all of it. Right. I don't believe in this war. I know we've talked about it before. We even um, had a segment with uh, the resistance and, and spoke about this. But I, I feel that it's just a guise. 
to what? I don't know. Maybe fund Hunter Biden's political campaign for president? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it um, it is quite interesting. Uh, you know, I I would hope that somebody in our Congress is at least trying to you know look into this and see what's going on. Well, I bet those who are in the know already know. I mean, it it probably does boil down. I'm being a little bit callous, but sure. we already know that Ukraine pays Hunter Biden, mm-hmm. Burisma, right? Pays Hunter Biden, so we pay them millions of dollars. They pay the Bidens millions of dollars. Yep, that's probably the whole circle right there. The rest of it's just a ruse and a distraction from the real threat, which is China. Right. That is right. Yep. So that's all I really have. But I do wish. I mean. I don't want there to be show trials in the house because sure. that, that seems to be all that the house does. It's just right. show trials, big waste of time. But I'd love for there to be some real accountability for. I mean, even if I'm just going to keep getting screwed and I don't have any say in the matter, mm-hmm. at least they could just come out and say, right, seventeen million dollars went towards this, right, and seventeen million dollars went towards that, and you know, I mean, at least have the decency to be transparent about it. At least somewhat transparent, yeah. but we just keep throwing money into a hole. I don't understand. Right? Yep, that's uh, it's quite, quite a waste of money, probably, really. Well, no what benefit saying. do we get from it anyway? I mean, honestly, whether Ukraine wins the war mm-hmm. or loses the war. Let's say Ukraine goes back to Russia. What does it matter? Right. And I don't mean it in, like, the Hillary Clinton kind of what's-it-matter-now kind of way. I just mean, honestly, what does it have to do with our lives, the cost of gas, Mm -hmm. with, you know, with us getting up and going to work and paying our taxes and walking our dogs and stuff? What what does the Ukraine matter? I bet bet you 85 out of 100 Americans couldn't even spell Ukraine. (laughs) Yeah, um... I I doubt, you know, particularly on a day-to-day level, that um, it'd have any noticeable effect if Ukraine lost, or even if they won. Well, it's sort of like you said. I mean, even if they did lose or win, it doesn't matter either way. It would just be a headline for a day, Mm -hmm. and then everybody would forget about it. Yep. It doesn't have anything to do with us. Yeah, and and I think that's... And it shows in the fact that nobody's paying attention to this story. Because it doesn't affect most people, and they're more concerned about the 9.1% inflation that's eaten away any wage gains they might have seen recently in the past year, and eaten away at their savings that they might have saved up. That's more important than what's going on 10,000 miles away. Well, and it really does remind me, I mean, this is almost silly for me to bring up because I don't have a good point about it, but in the book 1984 by George Orwell, their country, whatever their country was called, I don't remember. I do have a degree in literature, but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care that much. But whatever their country was called, they were always at war. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where the main character is saying, 
did we used to be at war with these people or are we still at war with these people? You just don't even know because yeah. the point of the machine of the government mm-hmm. is to always be at war. Right. So people's freedoms can be curtailed yeah. so that sacrifices can be justified, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et they so, always have a reason for their their goals. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter that this country didn't exist before 1960. Mm-hmm. People care enough to buy these bumper stickers and put them on their cars and they go, oh, the poor people of Ukraine that I've never met. Right. I care so much about them, you know, and, and it's just silly. It's an idea. Yeah. <clears throat> Doesn't matter. We could be at war with Guam and people would say, oh, the people of Guam. They wouldn't say, don't we own that country? <laughs> right. Because people don't know anything. No, they don't. That's a pretty good point. I doubt most people wouldn't even realize we own Guam. I guarantee you most people wouldn't know. Yeah. It'd be about 10 out of every 100. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so anyway, just some interesting thoughts on that. Yeah, definitely. And does that move us to our next uh, topic? Yes, it does. The deteriorating former vice president, as Stephen Crowder likes to say. Yeah, poor old Joe Biden. Right. He's uh, losing his marbles day by day. Uh, His mental faculties is declining. Probably his physical faculties are declining, too. They are. I've seen video where he's just shuffling around. He barely stand up Mm -hmm. has to be led around like uh, a dog on a leash right um you know he just recently made a trip over to saudi arabia Mm -hmm. and i saw some great video i mean great depending on you know how you look at it but i saw some video where they had laid out red carpet for him Mm -hmm. getting off air force one and uh he couldn't even follow the red carpet. He kept wanting to take a hard right out into no man's land. He's asking, where am I supposed to go? Where am I supposed to be? Right. And they're pointing, gesturing, just follow the red carpet. And he, it doesn't mean anything to him. He, <clears throat> right. I saw an interesting piece by Greg Gutfeld. Okay, yep, love him. He's been pushing, I mean, I'm sure it's satirical. You know Greg. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he presents it as if it's serious, you know. But he's been pointing out that even Hunter Biden would be a more qualified president, <laughs> more capable president uh-huh. than his father. Even with all his flaws. You know, his little assistant, what's her name? Um, Kat? Cat Temp. Oh, yeah, Greg's assistant, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she even pointed out, you know, Hunter has all these negative press pieces out about the laptop and about the crack and right. the, the kid that he tried to keep a secret for a long time and is making uh, child support payments to and everything. Uh, she pointed out, she said, well, at least he always remembers to record. <laughs> you know, like when he's with a prostitute or smoking uh-huh. crack or whatever, he always remembers to record it. Yep, that's, 
Good one. Yeah, and he pointed out, you know, that nobody would have any dirt on Hunter because it's all out in the open. Right. It's all available. We already know. Everybody knows about it, so you couldn't blackmail him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I just found that interesting. I mean, it's it's really sad to be talking about a president that way, but it is. I mean, I'm. You know, no matter how much you you just dislike him as a president, you know, as a human, it is sad to see his decline and him basically being put up to this. I'm. I'm sure you know when he was running for office, he probably wanted to do it, but I don't get the sense that he really wants to keep keep doing the this job. I don't know that he even wanted to do it. I mean, not to negate your point or sure. disagree with you. Well, but that's just my opinion. I think it's just it was the circumstances. I think he only ran because of the pandemic, because he could do it from his basement, because mm-hmm. he could do it over. Uh, you know, what do they call Zoom. it? Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I know it was safe for him and more controlled environment, but now that's gone. Yeah, and he could feel like he was running without expending the energy. Yeah. He didn't have to go appeal to mobs of people. Right. Um, he could do it on FaceTime, on yep. his laptop in his basement. Right after a nice nap and snack. Right. You could do it. So, I mean, otherwise, though, I don't think he would have even had a prayer in that cycle. Mm-hmm. Not a prayer. And there's been lots of people saying from the beginning that he had dementia. And as well as I wish on the president of these United States, sure. there's no doubt in my mind that that man has dementia. I'm proud as a peacock to say it. That man has dementia. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I've had family members with dementia. Right. And it's only downhill oh, from yeah. here. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you that it's not going to get better. We're never going to see anything better out of Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the other day, uh, I was listening to an episode of uh, Ben Shapiro's show. And he had played a clip of Joe Biden speaking wherever it was that he was recently before he went to Saudi Arabia. And the clip that Ben had played was, you know, just to you know, show what he was, Biden was talking about at wherever he was. And while he was talking, he, of course, fumbled his words and said something unintelligible. And then after the clip was over... Ben pointed out that that wasn't even the clip he had prepared to show us how much he's declining because there aren't any more where he's not, you know, misspeaking or just rambling or being unintelligible. It's every time, even even when you're not looking for a clip like that, it's just, it does they don't exist anymore. That's just who he is now. Yeah. And it's well, and it's starting to become evident. I've mm. seen a lot of polls where even it's something like sixty-four percent of Democrats would not vote for Joe Biden. Right. They don't want him to run again. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the man who supposedly got the most votes in U.S. history. Eighty-one million, they say. Now, how could that be? Now, 
I know what we believe, and that's not what I'm talking about, but how could it be that a man who got the most votes in history mm-hmm. now suddenly doesn't have support from 64% of his own party? Right. Yeah, that's certainly a curious question to be asked. Well, I think it just shows proof to the point that I don't want to bring up. Sure. that. You know, to speak through innuendo, he did not receive the most votes in history. Sorry. <laughs> right. But <clears throat> I think people would rather have a wet blanket as president than Joe Biden. Right. Uh, I don't know where I heard this the other day. It might have, might have even been my dad who... Uh, I don't know where he always watches his news, but sometimes he says some silly stuff. But I feel like he tried to say the other day he heard uh, that Joe Biden might resign after the midterms or something. And I I told him, well, I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, it would be interesting, that's for sure. He, he probably has too much pride to do such a thing. I don't know. It's it gets too convoluted sure. for me to even give an opinion because yeah. I don't see how a man who doesn't know where he is, mm-hmm. how old he is, what year it is, who's president. Right. I mean, and, and that's not a joke. He doesn't <laughs> know who pre- the president is. Uh, yeah, he he. I'm thinking of himself has jokingly said that. He wakes up every day. Uh, oh, he said that early on. Yeah. Asking like, Jill, where are we? Yeah. Being reminded that he's the president. But no, even recently. I yeah. mean, well, there's all those clips of him calling Kamala president. Oh, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then even just recently, he's, he said uh, something to the effect of, uh, what was it? Oh, I can't think of the exact language, but... He was trying to make the point that he still can't believe he's the president. Yes, yeah. That's what I was trying to think of, too. But it's so sad and true that you just... I I don't take it as jest. Right. I honestly believe it's a moment of truth. Sure. That he doesn't know that he's the president sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm sure... In his adult brain, sometimes it's still 1960 or 1980 or 1990. Right. Or 2008. He doesn't know. Sometimes. Yeah. Now, he might have moments of clarity. Oh, yeah. But they're getting fewer and fewer. So, speaking of that topic, I've heard some discussion of who might run in 2024. And I know it's a little early. We haven't even had the midterm elections. Mm-hmm. But with a man so in decline, they've even started talking about it on their side, on the right. left. Mm-hmm. Who's going to run? Who would be a better president? Who, Who's going to take charge? Yep. So um, I've heard some people throw some things out. There's a really interesting idea of uh, Kamala running as president with Cory Booker. 
as VP. Uh, interesting combination. Uh, Miserable right. combination. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a successful pair. Two airheads. Right. And Kamala's just so off-putting. I don't... I so don't. is Quarry. Yeah, he's uh, not as bad, but yeah, he definitely... Uh, oh, Mr. Spartacus? <laughs> right. He's off-putting. Yeah, like his crazy eyes. I've heard some people call him he's got crazy eyes sometimes. He does. He does. But, um, yeah, I've even heard some people try to float around the idea that uh, Buttigieg might run again. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'll get very far. He didn't get very far last time. He hasn't done. He hasn't gone very far in the position he's holding. He's been out on paternity leave for most of it, or yeah. just hiding. He's like hiding Biden 2.0. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, if if I had to pick uh, somebody who I think the Democrats should take seriously, now I haven't heard this person say they've even remotely considered running, but if they actually want to win... Uh, they ought to try to convince Joe Manchin to run for president. Joe Manchin. Yep. That's what I was thinking, too. Yep. And I think a great VP would be Tulsi. Yep. That'd be a quite a, quite a pair. That'd be a ticket I would vote for. Yeah. Yep. And I'm no Democrat. Right. But you'd have two people who know their citizens, mm-hmm. know the country, right. know the Constitution. Right. And sure, they go for that lefty liberal stuff. Yeah, sometimes. But there are some things I can go for lefty liberal stuff on. I sure. mean, it, it really depends. Right. Not, I wouldn't go for it like those two would, but there are some things where I'm a little more liberal than my grandparents would like me to be. Sure. No, and if Joe Manchin can keep his same philosophy that he has as a senator, you know, he's fond of saying... He has to be able to go back home to West Virginia and explain it to his constituents or else he's not going to vote for something. Well, that's the truth. Right. That is the truth. So if he can keep that same kind of philosophy and mindset running for the presidency, I think he's the best Democrat that they can find. But he's not left enough for the party, so it's No, it would never happen. Yeah. It would never happen. Nope. I think that's why we're going to continue to see Republican victories, not only right. in November, but going forward. Sure, I think so, too. They're, they've, um, you know, they like to call themselves the Big Tent Party. Right. But yep, we've seen poll after poll recently showing more, like, Latinos and black people are switching to the Republican Party and voting uh, more conservatively. Well, I think it's just because they've... they've tried to open their big tent up so much mm-hmm. and so ridiculously right. that they don't have one big tent anymore. They've got a hundred different little tents right. all over the place. And how they thought they could ever strike an accord or a consensus right. with that kind of an ideology is crazy. Right. I mean... It's like we said earlier, this whole hierarchy of oppression type mm-hmm. of thing. 
you're just gonna end up with a room full of babies all crying. It's gonna be like a children's ward at the hospital, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's what they've done. I mean, if you ask my opinion, that is what they've done. That's what they've got on their hands. Bedlam. Oh, yeah. It's either a mix of a baby's ward or a, a psych ward. They've just got bedlam. And there's nobody running the asylum anymore. Right. Yep, that pretty much sounds like the Democratic Party. Yep. And you got Joe Biden in the dementia unit. <laughs> Giving out the orders. <laughs> Supposedly. The, the crying babies and the psychopaths. Uh-huh. So seems like we're doomed, but we're not. We're not. I, don't, yeah. I think the opposite. I think. Oh yeah. It's like I just said. I think we could only have true conservative victories going right. forward because there's no other way. You know, out of chaos comes order. Right. It has to be that way. Pressure makes diamonds. Right, and and well, I mean, it's like I always say. This is how I found religion logically. I mean, chaos does not beget chaos mm-hmm. it could never be yep so I uh, I'm hopeful we'll uh, it won't be long for the midterms and I think we're going to see some pretty good gains in the house hopefully in the senate I think the senate's a little bit more questionable but um, I think the house is really really where it's at because that's where all you know, the budget appropriations you know, come from or have to be passed through. It's the closest house to the people. Well, and really, any win will be a win. Oh, yeah. Because still, I mean, even if we just hold one house, Biden's hands will be tied. Mm-hmm. He'll be a lame duck. He's already a lame duck. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yep. And uh, I think that's it. Uh, I'm out of notes. So am I. All right. I think it's been a pretty good conversation. I thought it went pretty nicely. And listeners, we hope you thought so too. And uh, if you did, email us. Email addresses are in the show notes. Yes, and we'd especially love to hear your surprise pick for the Democrat in 2024. Right. Who's the underdog, in your opinion, on that side? Right. And uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other major platforms. You can also find our episodes on YouTube. And be sure to check out our website, contemporaryconservative.net. And we hope you find folks. Have a great day. And as always, thanks for listening.